Before we dive into this podcast, we want to introduce you to our sponsor, TylerMade. Established in 2008, TylerMade is a family-owned and run business built on traditional values of trust, honesty, and integrity. When you visit TylerMade's showroom, you'll experience firsthand their commitment to these values through their honest pricing with no hidden fees and service with a genuine smile. Each tile specialist is knowledgeable in all areas from features and benefits to measuring and layout, ensuring you receive the best advice and service possible. TylerMade's vision is to become one of the largest and most successful tile manufacturers of high-end quality products with a stylish and exclusive range of products distributed worldwide to both wholesale and retail markets. Their mission is to manufacture high-quality tiles and surpass expectations by offering competitive prices through an ongoing commitment to customer satisfaction and dedication to continuous improvement. We're proud to have TylerMade as our sponsor and invite you to visit their showroom in Cooparoo or check out their products online at tylermade.com.au. Hello and welcome to the NRL Supercoach Champions podcast. I'm Joe Fitz. It took 11 rounds for the first coaching casualty as Anthony Griffin pays the price for relying on players such as Tyrell Sloan and Max Viguy. And by that criteria, I should probably sack myself. Wilford's been stood down from the podcast for checked notes, personal issues. So we've drafted in Gordon Tallis. Uh, sorry, I meant to say joining me tonight is the defending champ, Matt. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Braith. Uh, I mean, Joe. <laughs> oh, how uh, dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was hoping Wolf could join us tonight so I uh, could finally say I beat someone on the podcast, but unfortunately I'm left with uh, you and all your glory, mate. Yeah, mate. I, you know, I had a fairly good week, 14-12. Sorry, I say fairly good. Uh, it was a good week, 14-12. So that's got me back up to 139th overall. But um, I think a feature of the year has been how bloody close everything is, mate. 13-35, you've had a huge one yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, definitely happy with the week. Sort of, yeah, missed a few of the the low pro, the uh, low scoring guys that were sort of popularly owned. Um, see 1,200, 1,220 was pretty common. But, yeah, happy to happy to get into the 13s. Yeah, mate. So you're inside the top 3,000 now, which is great. Wilf just pacing you, mate. I think he's got you by about 90 points. So he's 12.27, has him around 1,600th uh, as well. So, look, you know, not too far away, but definitely happy with my week. Um, but a little bit of a shake-up right at the top. Our uh, leader, X, uh, has dropped down to third. He is our $500 champs only bonus leader as well, but he's only 30 points from the lead. So uh, X, who's you know in our Patreon in the Discord, uh, although infrequent of late, um, he is still doing very, very well. Our Champions 20 uh, head-to-head H1 league is in 18th. But um, look, I think enough of the, uh, the numbers and, and how we're all doing. Let's get into the news. All right, mate, so it's Indigenous Round this week. Um, something Wilf uh, was keen to explore, and I'm kind of interested myself, having had time to do much of a deep dive, is there actually a narrative where the Indigenous players lift from a super coach perspective? 
Yeah, again, haven't haven't done the deep dive. I think it's one of those feel good stories, and and you've got some of the um, outspoken's probably not the right word, but you've got some of the the indigenous leaders in the the league, like especially you think immediately to South, don't you? And and you'd hate to be you'd hate to open the draw in January and see you've got South in indigenous round. So I guess that the opposite follows if you own any any South players this round. Um, hopefully they can lose. Yeah, good on them. Fly the flag, I say. Um, hardly the most controversial thing uh, coming out this week. They made the ref's performance obviously a big deal. Hip drops again, you know, bloody tiresome, but it's in the news. Um, you know, judging by what we know of the NRL in recent years, once they go too hard one way as they have with the hip drops, they'll probably go further the other way and we won't see people go to the bin. Um They've issued clarifications about what a hip drop is. So, mate, are you any any wiser? Definitely, definitely none the wiser. But I think you're right. I think we see the crackdown uh, that they don't like to call it, but we see it for – it's probably gone on longer than you would anticipate. Normally it only hangs around for a couple of rounds, but it, it does go the other way. So hopefully we'll see some more free-flowing footy. Um, yeah, more 13 on 13. And I think heading into Origin, they'll, they'll be overly cautious to – to not throw people in the bin when they uh, don't deserve, a.k.a. Pat Carrigan. Yeah, the irony being that, you know, every week we watch classic cannonball tackles now um, that don't get penalised. It's just they're not the flavour of the month or the or the round or whatever it is. But, look, obviously all for player safety, but, you know, having a bit of a, uh, a clear head. And I don't even think it's so much the on-field ref that is the issue. By and large, a lot of this stuff is reviewed in the bunker. And they're given the tip to uh, to start marching people, and you know, obviously we had a bloody good game that was at least compromised uh, last week with with the Pat Carrigan incident. But look, not a lot of injuries from hip drop tackles for for once. But from an injury perspective, there are a few things to get through. What's the matter? I've sure seen a football injury before, you wimps. Let's go. Okay, from an injury perspective, Storm Broncos, uh, Nas. Aggravated his rib, looked like uh, he'd done some pretty serious damage to himself but actually managed to come back on. Big news out of this game, though, was Adam Reynolds um, knocking himself out. Yeah, it looked nasty. Um, I see he was sort of on the ground, sort of motionless for somewhat near a minute. But, um, yeah, some pictures of him in the sheds. He looked okay. I see he's not not going around this week, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be long-term. You don't want to see anyone sort of having to be stretched off. But, yeah, fingers crossed A-Ray can, can get his boots back on shortly. Yeah, nerve issue there. I mean, they are explaining it away by saying the reason why he was laying absolutely still was because he was worried about uh, having no feeling from his neck down his left arm. Not sure whether, you know, why his feet or his arm, or his legs weren't moving. But, look, you know, cat two and, uh, you know, he's missing the week. Bulldogs Warriors, a great update uh, about Mitch Barnett. Uh, fears about his career, uh, but expected back around 13 or 14, which could compromise some of our Warriors by picks, mate. Yeah, he'll um, he'll come back. And I think Mitch Barnett might be a, uh, a sort of exception to the rule with, with people like that sort of injury, come back a little hesitant with contact. That guy's he's uh, he's got the dog in him, as they might say. So 
I think once Mitch Barnett's back, he won't know about his neck no more. Yeah, hesitation's never really been part of his game, right? Um, Josh Adokar was a laid out for the Doggies. Uh, he's been named this week. Um, but you know that's a pretty quick turnaround from the type of injury that he had with the ankle. Uh, Panthers Roosters, Rory Hargraves um, damaged his pec but has been named, um, but just keep an eye on late mail there. Joey Manu's a big concern, highly owned with an ankle sprain. One to three weeks, didn't damage his syndesmosis, wasn't that uh, mechanic. Thanks to NRL Physio, as always, for providing exceptional kind of clarification and, you know, just having that idea because a lot of Manu uh, owners were were panicking and and looking who to sell to, right? Yeah, one to three weeks is a very sort of tricky, tricky um, deadline around this time of the year, right? Like, does does he play round 14? Does he not? Um, I think the other one there for the Roosters, I know he's uh, not – part of their first grade team but Sammy Walker has um, strained his ACL uh, again thanks to NRL physio and an uncommon injury when it comes to ACLs you generally fully rupture it but um, yeah the strain might see Sammy on the sideline for four weeks so and that's the killer right so Hutchinson uh, you know drafted into the halves there where Walker might have gotten a return the uh, Zach Hosking obviously highly owned again. He passed his HIA but didn't return to the field, and I think he's shaken up as a cell with Liam Martin uh, again on the bench there, mate. Um, I moved on Hosking a couple of weeks ago, but seems like his time's pretty much up, yeah. Yeah, it is. You might be able to squeeze one more week out of him, but I don't know if I'll be holding on too long. Obviously, not an owner, so not sure what his B exactly is, but I'm sure it's creeping up there after that 28. Sounds like you jumped ship just at the right time. Pretty much, mate, yeah. As much good luck as good management. Um, but on the bad luck scale, Spencer Lenu uh, ruptured a nut, and the less said about that, the better, but he's out for the foreseeable. Uh, Rabbitohs Tigers, uh, Tom Burgess uh, hurt himself, was a, a last-second out last week, but he hasn't been named. Uh, Jed Cartwright with a concussion. Uh, just going quickly through these, mate, Raiders Eels. Um, uh, Tarpanay's kind of, you know, Got a bit of a sore knee. He did return in the second half. Big news out of the Raiders Eels game, though, mate. Sean Lane. Yeah, that's a, a sad one. He um, he didn't look like he was sprinting, so there was definitely some uh, hope that it was only going to be maybe two to four mild. But yeah, if the, the Eels are reporting six to eight, that, that's a pretty high grade hamstring strain. Probably back. Uh, around 18, 19, 20, and, and then there's the big re-injury risk if you've got Sean Lane. I liked the idea. I talked it up last week. I thought he was the one guy that was going to miss out on the roulette. You, you're locked into to 80 minutes, and you look like he was just about to hit his straps. But um, Well, uh, 100%. He was he was kind of immune from that. Um, Andrew Davey, Ryan Madison, Hopgood, Cartwright roulette. I mean, he was the one guy that was guaranteed the time. So it does throw it into a bit of disarray. Um, what else we got there for injuries? Obviously, Manley's uh, got a whole bunch in the fourth. Aloyas dislocated his shoulder and Tuolungi uh, facial fracture. So looking at six weeks out, so it's Burbo time. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or, or is it the Trevor Chapel of the Trebojevic family? Um, if you're old like me, you'll get that reference. Um, speaking of old, Aaron Woods has broken his thumb, so he's out four to six. Cooper Johns uh, sprained ankle, uh, which brings Schuster into play, which is great. And uh, what else we've got? We've got Talakai, who was withdrawn pre-game uh, with a neck injury. No info on the timeline. So no suspensions, mate. Um, we're much more interested in the teams rather than the injuries. So I think we get to it. Yeah, mate. Stephen, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. 
Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. Except you, you and you. All right, so a surprisingly good lineup of games uh, this week, kicking off with Broncos Panthers up at Suncorp. Uh, Adam Reynolds missing, as we mentioned before, bringing Jock Madden uh, into the seven. Otherwise, the Broncos are, are one to seventeen, and the Panthers are one to seventeen as well, mate. But I don't know. It feels like there's about fourteen Supercoach relevant players in this side in this matchup. Yeah, and, and throw in Scott Sorensen to make it fifteen after last week. <laughs> It'll be a good. I'd love to see Reynolds there for this game. It would really show what the Broncos stand for at Suncorp against the Penrith, coming off an absolute thumping of the Roosters. But um, yeah, look, it's time for Ezra Man to stand up. Time for um, Reese Walsh to to one last push at that Queensland jersey. I think he's he's probably on the outer for that. But um, it'll be a good game of footy. Uh, I don't know if the Super Coach scoring will be crazy high. Obviously, Manly ah uh, not Manly Penrith are leading the, the league in defence, and the Broncos are going to have to stand up at home. So maybe no captaincy option there. But Yeah, interestingly, um, unlike kind of previous weeks where someone has unexpectedly gone really large and then become the most popular trade in the next week, Sorensen is well, well down the list. So only uh, was 0.7 uh, of a percent of people trading him in, well down the list just for the second row. So only 1,000 trade-ins this week. He's gained an extra 100K with the 175. So he's 636 and a negative 32 break-even. I mean, is that because people are sceptical he he keeps it up or is it the no round 13 thing? It, you know, what's changed with Sorensen? If we're worried about Zach Hosking's sort of job security with Liam Martin hanging there, I guess Scott Sorensen's not locked into 80 minutes. Ivan's clear he seemed to love him off the bench in previous, previous times, but... Yeah, he played good last week, and, and if Jerome Luai is having one more crack at that Blues jersey, I can't see a lot changing this week. I don't see a 176, but um, look, there'll definitely be some traffic down that side. Yeah, plenty of you know, that left edge for the Panthers. Uh, Tyrone Peachy feasted, although you know he certainly could have passed it to Ruver a couple more times, but he's, uh, he's doing well and he's a play now that he's got the dual status as well. He's a hold uh, to Ruver. You know, I played him and, uh, you know, he did manage to, to you know, score some meat. But, you know, I'm not sure that I'd play him necessarily this week. It, it seemed about as much good luck as good management, particularly with Peachy not wanting to pass in the ball. But from a Broncos perspective as well, there's there's heaps of fire, firepower. It's obviously Thursday night's a popular VC. I'm not sure if uh, Reese Walsh is an option for, for anyone for the VC. Yeah, he was. Um, it just showed last week. I know we've spoke a lot about it, but he has to do a lot to score, and he looked incredibly busy last week. I, I expected to open the app and, and see a hundred from him, and he only had sort of sixty-seven. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, he, I mean, obviously, he sets uh, defenses back on on his heels, and he's a flashy player. But yeah, we've seen with some of his dud scores, it doesn't always translate. Uh, Friday night game, Dragons, Roosters, mate. Uh, obviously, Hook has been hooked, bringing Lomax back, uh, Hunt's back in the seven and Sullivan's on the interchange and uh, Little's back in the nine. Uh, we mentioned Hutchinson being named at half with Kiri at 5'8 for the Roosters. Warrior Hargroves has been named and two new edges with Butcher and Satili back and Angus Crichton on the interchange. It's kind of ruined a few you know, round 13 dreams with Lomax coming back, mate. Uh, Fenai is nowhere to be found. Yeah, not of the max variety anyway. I see Matthew's still there. I'm I'm not buying this whole Lomax narrative that's going around. The old new coach comes in seeing, uh, put on a show, but yeah, I wouldn't be buying the Lomax narrative. 
No, he's, he's obviously the goal kicking well documented. It's kind of fallen off a cliff, but um, yeah, I mean he's averaging mid fifties. There's just a lot better centre wing options, particularly and especially when you're looking at round thirteen as well. Um, the Roosters, though, I mean they're in all sorts, mate. You know, Teddy's, uh, you know, looking like he's thirty eight. You know, years old. <laughs> um, Joey Marnie's injured. Walker's obviously not on the horizon. Hutchinson's no one's idea of a. Of a, of a half, I mean, are you even playing your Roosters? Is that sacrilege just to say, you know, are you benching them? I think I'm all out of Roosters, actually. Billy Smith could be the only Roosters option I can go. And against St. George, if you're one that owns Billy Smith or bring him in this week, I think you've probably got to roll him out against yeah. St. George, who, who probably couldn't tackle a tackling bag at this rate. But how, how are Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton coming off the bench? I, I'm not rating my coaching credentials higher than Trent Robertson's, but that's got to be his two best edges in Butcher and Crichton on the bench. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, Egan obviously has gotten the nod uh, over his brother. Satili runs a good line, but none of them offer what Angus Crichton can. But I guess they're just taking time rounding him into form uh, and assimilating back into the team, I guess. But, you know, again... New South Wales need edge players. You know, it's pretty slim pickings there. So it's interesting that the week before the Origin teams are named, you know, he's been relegated to the interchange, which, you know, might cruel his chances. Yeah, smart thinking there from uh, from Robbo. Keep him around for 13, 16 and 19. It's his uh, worst things to do. Might be a buy at that point if he gets a start. Yeah, yeah. Billy Smith, I mentioned him. Is he a trade-in this week for you or...? Oh, mate, I think he has to be, frankly. I mean, minus 62 break-even. We've got Manu, even though he might only be missing a week. Yeah, there are other injuries there. Sam Walker, again, he's kind of four-ish weeks away. So on the off chance that he was going to push Manu back to the centres, that's at least another few weeks away. So, you know, he's averaging 76. And, you know, in his two games, the, the Roosters have been well beaten, if I'm not mistaken. So... Yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty easy 200k. He's not base price, so he's 289. It, it feels like about the fifth year that, you know, he's been a viable cash cow at some point, mate, but this has got to be the year that he breaks through. Yeah, you would think the job security's at least good for four weeks. The Roosters love him. Um, I think he's scored more super coach points in two weeks than Suwali's scored in 11. So the, the, is there a world that that maybe if Manu gets pushed back to the centres, we, we push Suwali to the wing and, and give Corey Allen or, or even Jackson Paulo the boot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge kind of narrative guy in terms of he's signed his union contract. Therefore, you know, he's lost his mojo, but he's kind of lost his mojo ever since he signed the union contract, right? So, Lee. So, um, I mean, Smith's out playing him and, and that's pretty simple. But look, even if... Um, it was only kind of a four-week play. Um, I think, you know, Smith's, it, it's, again, he's playable uh, in the right matchup and it's pretty hard to see him not kind of making 200K. So, you know, even though he doesn't play 13, I think he's the, he's a no-brainer cheapie uh, for this week. Uh, next game, Rabbitohs, Eels. Uh, we've gone through the Eels back row shenanigans. Uh, Mitch Moses comes back at seven. Uh, we've got Cardi starting on lane's edge. And Russell is in for Hayes Dunster, so people hoping for 
you know, an additional 15 points with uh, in round 13 from Hayes Dunster might be uh, out of luck. And, yeah, Rabbitohs, it's uh, Saluka Fafita comes onto the interchange is their only change for the week. But yet another game with a heap of Supercoach-relevant players, mate. Both teams play 13. Anyone kind of jumping out at you as a buy specifically this week? I don't think there's anyone as a buy this week. I know, um, like, there's some holds. If you've got Wiramu Greg, you've got to hold him. Anyone with Campbell Graham or Alex Johnson, I don't know if I'd be, yeah, especially AJ, I don't know if I'd be rolling him out with any confidence this week. But, yeah, you've got a hold. But no one's screaming by me. Um, AJ was almost a buy for me last week. Um, he only scored the 40, so it was a little bit of a bullet dodge. But but he's got a break even of 56. At 557, he's affordable. But I think we just, that's an easy wait for mine uh, until round 13 when we've got the extra trade to play with. The interesting thing for me, mate, is, is a lot of people are starting to be open to the idea of trading Jermaine Hopgood back uh, with the lane injury. He's been going gangbusters, put an 81 out last week but at 660k are you willing to pay that premium price thankfully i've missed the jermaine hopgood roulette i've had a lot of roulette with some other players but i've kept him i don't know if i'd be bringing him in i'm looking at maddo next week as a buy um assuming no origin obviously yeah yeah he's surely not going to roll out in one of those jerseys but you never do know with freddie in game one he, he could pick some queenslanders accidentally yeah, no, no one for me for this week, mate. Fair enough. All right, so next game, Sharks-Knights. Uh, Nico, probably the standout captaincy option uh, this week, but the game's up at Coffs Harbour. Uh, Oregon Kafusi's back straight into the prop, and Knights are 1-17 to with Leo Thompson and Jack Hetherington just swapping uh, between prop and lock there. No real difference in, in kind of gameplay. Uh, Knights pretty impressive, mate, on the weekend. They did look good. In particular, um, Kalen Ponga, he unfortunately looks like he may be crueling Lachlan Miller's supercoach game. I guess maybe one more week to wait and see, or, or then KP will go to origin anyway. But, yeah, they, they looked good. Marju is an unreal attacking winger. <laughs> yeah, that's an important clarification, attacking winger. Yeah. Uh, Knights do play 13, but they miss 14, don't they? So... I don't know if I'd be going super heavy on any nights just yet. Yeah, it does depend. Uh, obviously, weirdly, I've, I've managed to have a pretty good year and I, and I don't own any eels right now. So I can probably get away with a sneaky night and Marju would definitely be the player over Miller. Yeah, I mean, Ponga is just so ball dominant that um, a lot of the points Miller was getting uh, when Ponga was out, just he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much and... I mean, again, Ponga probably played himself into the or back, locked himself into the uh, number one jersey for Origin with with his performance. But gee, it, it, I mean, he's four hundred and forty k last week. Someone like Caelan Ponga, dual four eighty four k. I mean, I know I shouldn't bring him in, but he's awfully tempting at that price. He is. He is. If this had have happened, say two, maybe three weeks ago, like it would have been a serious deliberation there but I think this close to origin um, I can't get around that but yeah the people who have him um, yeah hold him for this week at least yeah and you know speaking you mentioned roulette before uh, the Cronulla outside back roulette uh, you know you could tell as your Ramians um, your Will Kennedys I mean you can't you can't go wrong they all seem to be knocking out 60s pretty consistently so uh, no round 13, obviously, but you're holding them for the long haul for later in the year. Tigers-Cowboys at Leichhardt. Tigers are 1-17 to and Cowboys pretty much the same. Tamalolo's a week away. 
I mean, Cowboys play uh, 13. You would imagine Ruben Cotter uh, goes to origin. Val Holmes goes to origin. Probably pretty slim pickings outside of that for the for the Cows. Yeah, there's there's Helam Lukey there. Obviously, we've got Nanai to come back in, in, I think it's two weeks. And then Leilua, sort of he's got to be sometime in the near future, I think. But he looked good last week. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue with Lukey is that he doesn't have the work rate. I mean, Nana is the same, to be fair, and he's kind of, yeah, the 121 flashed and, and he's up to 523, but, you know, he's not an 80-minute uh, edge. He's He's gone um, 60 minutes last week, 55 uh, the week before. So, you know, there's a lot of 80-minute edges that probably have a similar scoring upside to what Lukey does. So I think if you bring him in, it, it's purely a, a resource play that you can't stretch the extra 100K to a, a more of a keeper level center, uh, sorry, second row. And if that's the only reason why you're bringing him in, I, I would question the value of him long-term. Yeah, it, it is attractive. They've got the Tigers this week, although the, the Tigers aren't what they, they once were. The Cowboys have used up all of their easy draw after this week. Yeah. So the attacking stats have got to come to a stop shortly. Yeah. And Val Holmes, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, mate. I mean, he's, you can't hold every origin player. Um, he's 31% owned. So one of the higher owned players in the game, but if not this week, um, then next week you're looking to move him on for the origin period. Uh, Dolphin Storm. So Storm kind of came back to form. Uh, this game's at Suncorp. Uh, Val Meninga, mate. Uh, letting in all those tries against the Cronulla left edge in Magic Round means that Branko Lee's been put in, mate. You weren't an early adopter, were you? I wasn't. I wasn't, and I was strongly against anyone who was. This is this is what happens. Although there is some mail around that Ewan Aitken isn't a certainty. So um, I see Val's there in number 21. So, yeah, if, if you bought him, obviously don't sell him. But, yeah. You, you I, say, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there is a chance. There is a chance. Uh, Jesse Bromwich back in prop. Ray Stone uh, on the interchange for the Dolphins. Storm running out 1-17. to Again, we've spoken about, you know, what to do with the Storm origin players. Um, you know, try and hold Grant. Try and hold Munster if you can. But everyone else is probably a fair game in the lead into round 13. Uh, Bulldogs, Titans, interesting uh, stuff going on with the Doggies. Uh, Addo Carr's back on the wing. Carl Alapu is... Uh, in the six and Josh Reynolds on the interchange, probably more as a, as a loose forward. Whereas um, in previous weeks, he's kind of stuck to, to the halves there, mate. Um, Harrison Edwards name to start again. He's one of the more popular uh, chibi front rowers for the week. Yeah, he is. He um, remarkably, his break even's gone down after his first price rises. I know some people bought him in last week with a negative 18. He come out and scored a try made some fast cash at front row, what we all hoped uh, Pele or Mawali could have done for us, and, and now his break-in was down to negative 46. So anyone who jumped on last week with the late switch to starting, well done. But um, look, there's definitely still cash to be earned there, and it'll be quickly this week, but I don't think his job security is great, and obviously they don't play 13, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe pump the brakes. I mean, the good news is he's there on form, you know, keeping uh, for Tyler Mariner out, who's who's been the starting 13 for most of the year. But, you know, we've seen Cameron Serraldo flag that he wants to shake things up. So I don't think there's much job security outside of your Burtons and Avarillos and, you know, Max Kings and, and Reed Marnies, uh, really. So, yeah, I think that 
getting in a cheapie like him. Obviously, big negative break even and negative 46 and under 300k is pretty attractive. But initially, I really, he definitely coming in for me, but I've, I've steered away just because in two weeks' time, you know, he could be an auto emergency nightmare playing kind of 15 minutes. Um, you know, off the bench. So, yeah, I, I can't blame you if you bring him in. If you bring him in, you're probably playing him against the Titans this week, given their defence, but otherwise I'd stay away. Um, speaking of the Titans, really just Aaron Clark's in for uh, Isaac, for Seward, Muller, Awi. Dave Fafida, three tonnes in a row, mate. I mean, would you back him out against the Doggies to, to make it four in a row? No, I, I, you'd, you'd be a brave man to back him out. He, he looks just so interested. I, I like... He is genuinely, genuinely. I think it might be foreign. It's got to be the wise head on foreign, and he, he just respects him, right? He looks really good. I mean, the fact that it's a legitimate thing for you to say about a one point two million dollar a year player, he just looks so interested, and <laughs> just be like, I'm amazed that a guy that's paid that much to play footy is interested. Um, I mean, the 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 big the big factor is that he's running off a of foreign, and you know, he's he's an old head and he's professional. Uh, he's been there, he's done that. So he's lit a fire. Unfortunately for us, it means uh, that, you know, if we own him, that means that Fafita's almost certain to play Origin this year. But um, he's one of the guys that passes the test for me to keep him season long and uh, a sneaky captaincy option. He's, he certainly, you know, scored, outscored Nico, Luttrell, you know, all the other uh, Cleary captaincy options last week. So Bulldogs do have a leaky defence, so I wouldn't, you know, say he's the worst option by any means um, at all, and only four point five percent owned as captain this week. Yeah, but also just on Fafita, please don't bring him in. I've I've seen some people looking at buying him this week. He's eight hundred ninety eight k. He's going to go off to Origin. Yeah, you, you've yeah. missed you've missed that boat. Except that you have, and and go somewhere else. Yeah, and and you wait until post Origin to bring him back in, and and hope that he's fresh as a daisy from there. Yeah, he he's going to miss way too many games uh, at this point and paying 900k is i mean it's madness right particularly when so many people have um you know have eels players that'll miss 14 i mean you could be running you know only a couple of fit second rollers in round 14 as well if Fafita doesn't back up from origin so interesting thing uh Carl Pereira keeps kind of knocking scores out on my bench mate um he's uh he's starting to get up there now 535k his break even is 23 I mean is this a week that you play him is it a week that you sell him uh if you're still going still 30 percent on yeah, look, I I don't think you can run him out with any confidence. He, he burned us early in the season. But um, if you've got to play him, it's not the worst shout. Although the Bulldogs' edges aren't horrible with um, Karaz out there and, and Adokar obviously trying to stake his claim for a jersey. But I also um, sort of contradict myself there. I don't think I'd sell him. You break even 23, his um, very low base can almost go close to that so you would think he's not going to lose money and there's a chance that he can keep generating cash i jumped off probably three four weeks ago now i thought he topped out and he oh he's only gone up since then since you traded him out he's been averaging 70 mate so there you go that's an indication of how your year is going um last game of the week mate raiders sea eagles um hell of a lot of changes uh for manly schuster's back in the six although for god's sake don't play him uh gerbo's an early return uh from that injury but you know still a bit of doubt uh on him even though he's named but Ben Trevojevic, mate, um, I think he's going to make his way into the Surge Busters uh, this week. Against my better judgment, I think he's rotted on my bench the last two Supercoach years. 
and, you know, almost in a never again kind of capacity. I mean, is he tempting to you, 236K starting? He, he was. When you look at it on that sort of sense, 236K starting on the edge, there's got to be a couple of weeks of job security there, you would think. Um, Ola Kawatu maybe even goes off to origin, which helps him. Too long, they're saying six weeks. So, I mean, okay. uh, if, if he maintains his spot on form, then he's got six weeks before he turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> he's a, he is a jewel there. Um, I look at his first couple of weeks, well, maybe his first six rounds, and I don't think he scored over 25. So there's a serious AE nightmare. But if he can get sort of four or five weeks, run him out there over the origin period, generate some cash, I know he leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I think around this time last year, I brought him in for around 13 coverage and he fractured his cheekbone, I'm no, pretty sure. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, no, you're right. I, you've probably maybe even talked me into it. It's um, it's the week of the super coach uh, has-beens, I guess. You've got Billy Smith who's been there and, and Travojevic, right? Well, I don't know what you call them. They're not has-beens, but they've lingered in the last yeah, couple of seasons. It's like uh, they're not cash cows. They're like mutton. They're just old, <laughs> old, old meat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, uh, look. the challenge with Jabojevic, I'm bringing him in. He's, got, he's hopefully going to start the next few weeks. Obviously, around 13 is critical as well. He's dirt cheap. The problem is when he does go back to the bench, you've got to move him on because he'll be an AE nightmare. Unlike in previous years when he, you have had him there, he's been out of the team. Uh, so that is a little bit of a challenge. But for me, that's kind of future Joe's problem. Um, I'll kind of take my 40-ish points uh, the next few weeks and, and bank the cash as I can. Um, over the Raiders side, mate, obviously injuries, uh, particularly Hooker, so Starling is now starting at nine. Danny Levi has come back early um, from that broken jaw in the utility spot. Obviously, they play around 13, mate, load up on the forwards. Um, lots of people on Tarpanay already, uh, Corey Hallsborough, even Hudson Young getting some uh, interest he is, and the one person he's getting interest from that might be a problem is is Freddie. That's oh, sort of, wow. yeah. Obviously, you said we're short on edge back rowers there for for the Blues, and he fits the bill. I think he was in the conversation last year, maybe even for the the Kangaroos at the end of the year. Obviously, he's not a certainty, but he's definitely in that conversation. Yeah, he's, he's playing well enough. I mean, he's a super pod at one point nine percent owned right now, uh, averaging sixty. 638k break even at 43 i mean you're not going to lose too much if your weight foraging tends to be named and move on him next week but um yeah certainly he's looked the goods and yeah maybe he's in blue so definitely not a trading for me this week timiko might be close to the most expensive center wing he's been killing it this year 710k averaging 67 break even 31 obviously he's not an origin risk um manly's been leaking badly uh, super coach points on the edge there. But, I mean, 710K, even playing around 13 is a bit rich. Yeah, especially when Ruben Garrick's sitting there in the low 500s, I think maybe even mid 500s. I think it was uh, two weeks ago we were on here, Joe, and, and I mentioned Timiko's name, and I'm, I think your eyebrows almost hit the uh, your headphones, but he's definitely, he's definitely gone well. Yeah, I, I mean, credit to you, mate, because he's gone 75, 79, 119, 69 the last four weeks. He's absolutely killed it. He's the best part of 200K more expensive uh, than what he was then. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I had, I was locked off to him as a super coach option, but um, something's gone into him. Uh, they play the next four weeks up to the round 16 by. So 
yeah, it's you can certainly do worse to trade in a Val Holmes if you've already got Garrick uh, to Timiko. But again, not a, a priority trade for me with the likes of Billy Smith sitting there. But um, mate, that's the teams. Um, any other shout outs as kind of buys sells uh, for you this week that, that are on your radar? No, I, I think I've got more people I want to bring in than sell, which is is never fun. Um, I think you've made you're going to make me look hard at, at Ben Travojevic after this. And even even Billy Smith, I believe Ruben Garrick. I think his BE's down at five, so I'm not against him for a buy either. I mean, if Turbo's playing, even in, if Turbo's playing busted or not busted, whatever the rumours are, but if Turbo's at fullback, Garrick is just an absolute weapon on that left wing. And um, yeah, coming off a 96 k is almost criminal to pay for that kind of output. Yeah, so for me, I think the question is going to be Billy Smith versus Ruben Garrick. I probably don't want to bring them both in. And now I've got to somehow look at Benny, Ben Travojevic, so got some work well, to do. It is team dependent. I've got Franklin Pelé sitting there. I've also got Tom Arle and AFB. Uh, so, you know, if I don't bring someone in uh, that can play prop, I'll move Tarpany up, bring Burbo in, I'll be taking an, uh, an AE. So I can't do that. So I've got to, you know, bring my best, you know, cheapy in, and, and that's certainly Burbo this week. He'd be way, way, way behind Billy Smith in terms of a, a purchase this week. But, you know, he plays 13, starting on an edge at 236. So, yeah, he's the guy I'd be looking at. Very good. Well, you are, yeah, I, I had to dig about Tomoko. But, yeah, you're coming 169. So I, I'll um, definitely take anything on board now. Mate, <laughs> mate I'll, bow, I'll bow to your wisdom. You've got the uh, you've got the track suits and the, uh, you know, the checkbook to, to prove your worth. All good, mate. So that's the teams. Um, let's go through the group comp now. Uh, now for an update on the Champions Group Comp. The group code is 473698, sponsored by Tyler May, who stands for Excellence in Wall and Floor Tiles. We've got Sam, coach of the Elite, coming in first. He's 29th overall, and uh, that's a $500 cash overall prize. And if you are a champ uh, uh, on the Patreon, uh, Patreon uh, that's $1,000 to you. Uh, second to fourth is a Platinum Sub. And fifth to tenth is a $30 discount to Rugby League Fantasy Pro. So they've come on board this year to offer some prizes. Uh, our overall winner still takes out the major prize of the 500 bucks cash uh, or the 1000 if they want the chance. But um, the Platinum subscription for the 2024 season uh, is also one of the prizes. You get all four fantasy apps, including Supercoach Pro, Fantasy Pro, Draft Stars Pro, and Punter Pro. Willful kill me if I talk about the fifth app, which is Sweet As Pro. Uh, valued at $90 each. Um, fifth to 10th place in the group receive a $30 voucher to use in 2024, which covers the cost of the Supercoach Pro or can be applied to any of the other subscription packages. So check out rugbyleaguefantasypro.com for more info about what is offered. So thanks again to Adrian and the team at Rugby League Fantasy Pro for their generosity. All right, mate, we're 11 weeks into this marathon. Have you got any kind of words, any shout-outs uh, as we finish the pot off for the week? Um, nothing crazy, mate. I know there's people sort of looking to save trades this time of the year, and there's a lot of ways you, you can go about Supercoach, but I just know from, from experience last year, and obviously I'm not anywhere near an, an experienced Supercoach player, but yeah, I, I, I traded like uh, they weren't mine. I traded like I stole them last year. So so go hard, build your team early. The buy rounds are really when you can get excited with with building your team better than, than most Super coaches, so 
go hard early and, and uh, having no trades can be a, a future you problem. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. And again, it worked for you last year. And this is the the way to win Supercoach. Burn your trades to get the right side because there's no use saving trades if your team's not right because you're not you're not climbing the ranks anyway. So if you need to burn the trades, burn the trades, you know, get to the front and and hope you can keep your nose in front as your trades dwindle. So that's the way to do it, certainly the way I've been trying to do it. But, uh, yeah, this is this is an old-school buy period, mate, the way that, you know, used to make or break super coaches back in the day. It's been a little bit soft with, with how the buy schedule's been, but um, I think this is going to be a wicked couple of months this origin period. So we'll obviously be there to talk us through, commiserate, console each other when it doesn't work out. But um, I think that's about it for this week, mate. So, yeah, thanks for joining us and, and have a good one. Perfect. You too, mate. Thanks. See you, mate.